Hawkeye, Season 1, Episode 1. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel Plus, the podcast devoted solely to the Disney Plus Marvel series. My name is Brett Scott, I am your humble host, and this, my friends, is the show. Welcome. Welcome back after what feels like quite a while. I know I chimed in for, for Disney Plus Day, and I you know tried to keep myself relevant and make sure you guys don't forget about me by putting out the... The variant love ad, but it still feels like forever since we've done like a weekly episode discussion. But it's okay. The folks over at Disney and Marvel made up for it by giving us not one, but two episodes of Hawkeye to start off the series. I mean, that's cool and all, but it it definitely throws a wrench in my show. You know, how dare they? Uh, I wasn't sure... How I was going to handle it? Uh, you know, do I do a double wide episode, uh, you know, with one guest covering both episodes, or, or do I bring on multiple guests and just do one big two episode discussion? Well, as you can see, I decided to keep it traditional and just have one guest per episode and then treat them as completely separate. I wrestled with it a little bit, like, but in the end, you know, I was thinking about my bottom line. I'm kidding. I, I kind of a little bit, uh, but no. I, I was thinking about re-listenability, right? In, in months and years to come, people will be watching the show and hopefully then listening to this podcast. They'll be watching the show and then hopefully listening to the podcast one episode at a time. And I wanted each episode of Hawkeye to have its own companion episode of Marvel Plus to go along with it. So here we are for episode one. Never meet your heroes. And full transparency, if you guys follow along on social media, then you'll know that today's scheduled guest was a gentleman by the name of David Chastain, and I was very much looking forward to chatting with him and and getting to know David, but unfortunately, he's feeling a bit under the weather, and he's not able to make it this week. Uh, He he was still open to chatting, you know, in a day or two, but I said, you know what, man, Just, just rest up get well, you know, feel, feel better and, and just take some time, you know, recover. Um, you know, I'll figure out a replacement and, and we can do this when you're feeling hundred percent. So rest up my friend. Um, we'll definitely talk again in the very near future, but don't worry guys, this is not going to be a, a solo episode. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you guys. I still have a guest lined up because my longtime friend, longer than probably any other guest I've had on the show. I think we've been friends like almost 30 years, which, <laughs> you know, saying that out loud makes me feel really old. Uh, but you know him, you love him. Justin Logan is here to help me break down episode one of Hawkeye. All right, Justin, welcome back to the show. Uh, it's been, when was the last time we did this? Was it the Black Widow Black Widow review? Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, I think that was the last thing, and that was like shortly after we saw it in the theater. So yeah, that was like June or something. May? June? Yeah, back when back when the weather was way better. This fucking sucks, man. Oh yeah. No, it's terrible. Um Well, so before we even get into to Hawkeye, I want to ask you about Spider-Man No Way Home. So <laughs> what how are you feeling about this? Like, are you super pumped for Spider-Man No Way Home? Or are you like, like, what do you think about all this? Like, knowing what's going to happen, and like, is is Toby and Andrew going to be in it? Like, where are you at with this? I know that next week they're having screenings for press, so I guarantee fucking to you there'll be not a single surprise left. There's no way you're going to get through the minefield and get into this movie without knowing the entire fucking plot. It's coming. Does that bother you at all? It makes me really sad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's going to be no more surprises ever. I mean, you can't hide from it. It's too too big. 
I, like, I really wish I would have had no, no idea that Captain America would ever catch that fucking hammer. But yeah, I don't know. By the time it happened, I'd sort of forgotten. And then it mm-hmm. came. And I was like, oh, yeah, but it would have been better if I hadn't known. Just that'll yeah, that never happen. That was a thing that like leaked really early on, right before Endgame. Yeah, because I remember you told me we were we were gearing up to. Uh, I don't know. You you were living in North Carolina at the time, right? You yeah. weren't up here. Um, and we were talking about it. We were gearing up for it. And you're like, oh man, I think I accidentally saw a spoiler today. And I was like, don't, don't. And you do this to me all the time. You're always like, oh, I think I accidentally ruined a movie. <laughs> and uh, and it sucks because then. Then I know there's something out there. There's something out there I have to avoid, and it's probably right around a corner. And even if you like, know, it's still gonna fucking get you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. It's upsetting, dude. Especially with this Spider-Man. Can you imagine how awesome this would have been if, like, we knew nothing? Like, if they would have give us like the old school teaser trailer, like back in the day, where like you had no idea. It's just like Spider-Man, and it's got some scenes of him, scenes of MJ. If they would have never given us anything like the villains or like any of the plot with Doctor Strange or anything. And then you went and saw this movie and then you got like a fucking full on Spider-Verse film. Like, yeah, like you went and, and this one's about Spider-Man clearing his name. And then you get there and it's all that. Yes. And they could have done that. They could have given us literally like just clips from the first like 15 minutes of the film and nothing else. And then had had it be a complete surprise. But like you said, shit leaks anyway, right? Like people that are on set, like people that like interns, like people are leaking shit. And that's unfortunate. But I just I think of what could have been with with something this big, because we've never had anything like that. Like the closest I can think of, like something that was like, what the hell was at the end of Split when you realized it was connected <laughs> to the other M. Night Shyamalan films that it was oh, like a yeah. same universe thing, right? Yeah. With uh, was it Invincible or Invincible? What was it called? Un- un- uh, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. At the end of that, when they when they showed that scene, and it was like, oh my god, like that that is on the same level of like, holy crap, it's all connected, and you wouldn't expect it at all. Except this would be this would have been even more because these are like different filmmakers different worlds right this isn't like there's no clue like oh well it's it's the same director so you never know this was like this would have been like what toby Maguire is going to show up in this thing like and and where do you stand on that do you think they're in it like for sure yeah they're for sure in it man i mean because i even i even think of pieces of the trailer so they always do these misdirects with the uh, the audio uh, he says, "I'm gonna, you're gonna need help," and then it shows a picture of him and MJ and Ned. He doesn't need fucking help from MJ and Ned. That's not what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't think they're gonna be like, "You need, you need your friends on this one." You no need way. help. Get two normal teenagers. You got this. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, um, so, I obviously you probably saw that little little scene that everyone's like passing around online where it looks like Lizard gets punched by an invisible person. Yes. Yeah. That's, I don't know what that is. I mean, that, it literally could be just like, cause you know how quick that scene probably is. Like, I guarantee it's not in slow mo, it's super fast. It, it could have been something like not something punching him. Who knows? But it's just like that kind of stuff, like, wasn't available even like yeah. 10 years. Like, there wasn't people slowing it down and, like, putting it online. Like, watch this. Watch. I, I, I think it will be. I think it will be slow. It'll be like that um, that scene from the beginning of Ultron. Remember, they're, like, yeah. in the woods. Like, it's winter. Yep. And that they, like, fucking slow-mo action. Fucking whole team. It's going to be that again. And it's going to be all three of them. One of them's punching Lizard in the face. One of them's fucking flying at Sandman. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do to Sandman. What are you going to punch the sand? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's just what I was thinking too. Like, what is it? What? Who? One of them is going towards Sandman. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. But, so, do you remember being a kid on the beach and like getting sand thrown at you? Like, how fucking bad that hurt? Yeah. Have you ever I, been I, fucking I, blasted with sand, dude? Like, I, that's Jesus. one thing I hate. That's one thing I hate about like vacation, like beach vacations, is sand. I fucking hate sand. 
I hate sand. I love the ocean. I like swimming. I like all that. Like, but sand sucks. Like everything about sand sucks. Like it gets in your shoes. It's on you. Like if you get, if you're even walking through the sand, you're going to have sand in your hair, like stuck in your scalp. It's like, <laughs> imagine this, that like, we'll give you a free beach house, but you must have carpet in every room. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It, it sounds like that. I dread it. I dread. It's like, yeah, man, we're going to go to the beach. We're going to hang out on the beach all day. I'm like, is there like a pool? Is there a pool nearby? Because like the, the beach sounds so unappealing. It sounds cool. But then like actually doing it, fuck, it's terrible. It's terrible. You go and you're like, you know, you like rinse your feet off at the end. Like, all right, this is the last. We're going to rinse the sand off and then we're free of the sand. And then you walk on to like pavement or whatever. And somehow you still have sand all over. It's all up your leg. It's stuck to your back. And you're fine in the shower for like a week afterwards. Sand, sand yeah. sucks. The floorboard of your car, fucking sanded. Everything sand. Yep. <sighs> I don't like sand. All right. So, so you think they're for sure in it? Every, all the. I, I think they have to be just because. Why would they do all the villains and everything if they're not gonna? That would be lame. But they're showing us too much. I don't even want to see the villains. I wish they wouldn't have shown us that. I wish we didn't. Well, I think another big twist is going to be the fact that they show five villains and they're clearly setting up a Sinister Six. So who's the sixth villain? I don't know. I know. I've, I've heard people saying that. What do you think? Who Who's think left? Vulture. Vulture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Of course. And he, he's, I don't know, he's in that Morbius fucking thing. I mean, he's perfect yeah. in between. Which means one of these villains has to die or multiple of them die and set up a new Sinister Six. Vulture can be sort of the go-between that introduces the first iteration to the second. Maybe. Or maybe, maybe so. Mysterio didn't die. Yeah, that would have... Yeah, I mean, that, he clears his name. It would fit because he'd be like... He's like a master of illusion. But I don't know. Dude, what if there what is... Back? What if there is no Sandman? That's fucking Mysterio. We haven't seen him as a guy. We only see That's the true. giant sand monster. That's true. That would be cool. I'm interested to see like how much if like they bring back uh, Toby and Andrew, how much they're actually part of the film. Like I don't think it's going to be like they're a major part the whole time. And they're going to show up. Like maybe we'll have the villains most of the movie and we'll be dealing with that and then they'll show up like final final fight type thing like the final battle they show up to help him yeah i mean i only only need two things i need when mj's falling i need garfield to save her get redemption there and i need toby to tell him the fucking uncle ben line that's all i need out of those two yeah and i'm sure they'll do it i mean it seems like they're setting up a complete fan service thing i i think i think that would be perfect with the andrew saving him or saving MJ. Like, that'd be perfect. And that was, that was one thing from the trailer. The first thing that I thought before anyone put up the lizard stuff and all that. Um, is I was thinking, yeah, I bet you. Just the way they were, like, framing that scene. Like, I bet you a, another Spider-Man reaches out and saves her. And then you were the one who was like, yeah, it's got to be. Like, if they do that, it better be the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Because it's like redemption. <laughs> for what Watch, happened they're, the, they're completely they're completely gonna flub it that's the final scene in the movie uh-uh. mj falls fucking toby saves her cue the nickelback song with the credits <laughs> <laughs> terrible dude you know what i was i was at thanksgiving yesterday and it, it, somehow the discussion went to nickelback and it was like i, I think it was like my sister-in-law was like making fun of her husband because he she found some nickelback CDs in his truck or something and like <laughs> he'd like, rather find anything else but Jesus Christ yeah but everyone else is like so everyone's laughing ha ha so funny nickelback right and then I'm like you know you guys are all in denial there was a time and place where people would like hear a nickelback song come on the radio be like oh this is kind of a jam and you would turn it up and I don't care who you are, at some point that happened with one of their songs. This is true, yeah, right? Okay. Everyone here denied it though. They're like, they're like, no, never, never, Nickelback. I'm like, you're you're lying. They wouldn't have become a thing. Like if, if yeah. people weren't listening yeah. to them, if they weren't played on the radio, like they wouldn't have been played on the radio all the time. Like clearly, 
somebody was listening to this band. Yeah, so the baseball fields are right by, you know, obviously by the track and shit. And track practice would be going on. They had the whole sound system over at the baseball field. And they would fucking yeah. blare some Nickelback. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and no one was complaining. So I'm just, yeah, no. you're right. Yeah. And especially early on. I, I feel like Nickelback early on, like the first hit or two, it was like, oh, this is kind of, you know, that's what got them in the door. And they became this kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. They're sort of a grilled cheese sandwich. It's like, you know what? I'll eat a grilled cheese sandwich. I'm not going to fucking ask for one. Right. Exactly. And I feel like that's what that these people are in denial. That these, everyone who acts like they never listened to Nickelback or never liked it or always hated that band. You're lying. You're lying. It would, never would have been on the Spider-Man 2 soundtrack if, if everyone hated it. So whatever, man. People are in denial. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh Back to Hawkeye, or starting to talk about Hawkeye. Um, so, going into this series, how excited you were you for a Hawkeye series? Were you like looking forward to this from day one? You heard there was going to be a Hawkeye series, or were you more like you where it was like, like, all right, I guess I, I don't need this, but well, it's always the same with Hawkeye and with Jeremy Renner in general for me. I was like, oh, fine, fuck it. But then once I'm in there, I fucking enjoy it. Just like hit yeah. that movie where it was about playing tag. But you know what? He was fucking yes. good then. He's good now. Yeah. He always surprises me, and I always fucking forget because he's so unassuming. But he's good at what he does. Yeah, he's like he's like a you're right. He's like a like an understated actor. Like everything he's in, it's just like oh, it's that guy. But they, yeah, he's fucking good, man. It, it, was it? Did you and I go see tag? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think we went and saw that before you moved. And um yeah, that was a little sleeper hit. I loved it, man. I thought it was great. Um anyway, I was up until like when we got the trailer and stuff for Hawkeye, I was kinda like, eh, whatever. It's fine. Um, but once I saw the trailer, I was like, Oh, this actually looks pretty cool. It looks like it looks like a buddy cop. Uh, maybe even more than than uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like they had like the Christmas music. It felt all like diehardish, lethal weaponish. Yeah. And I was digging it. I'm like, okay, this this looks pretty damn cool. And then it seems like they're basing it pretty heavily on this Hawkeye series comic series that was out in the like, I think it was like mid 2000s, maybe like 2010, 2010s. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know anything about that. I've never read it, but I've heard people talk about it. I kind of understand the storyline. And it, and it sounds like they're like leaning really heavy into it. It was written by Matt Fraction, and he has like some major input on this series. He's in the credits. So and like the color scheme is the same as all the comic books were. Um, it deals with the same characters. You know, there's just subtle differences like in the comic book version uh clint was like down on his luck like his wife had left him and stuff and he was like you know like uh, drinking too much and like sad yeah, we, we can't we can't go that dark in this that's not this is disney plus god damn it right so <laughs> so there it, it's similar like there's a bunch of stuff in it. it it's about kate bishop it's got some of these characters other characters in it it's got the same kind of villains in it um which we'll get into a, a little later. And then like the dog with one eye, like that thing's in the comic book. So it's, it seems like it's going to do that maybe more than any of these other series. have. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. You refer to that dog as a thing. Cause it has one eye. Jesus. <laughs> what did I, did I say thing? <laughs> Sam Jackson has one eye. Is he a thing? Did I say, did I say thing? Yes. You call that dog a thing. You're just disgusted by this fucking one-eyed dog. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. The dog's fine. Um, he's he's differently abled. It's it's good. So, uh, so there's a lot of uh, similarities to the comic. Book. That's all I'm trying to try to get to. Um, but one thing that I dug right away, and, and this might be the strongest opening for me of any of these series yet. Like first episode opening kind of introduction to what's going on i liked it a lot yeah what, as soon as it said 2012 i was like oh shit battle of new york we see it so yeah. many times and it's awesome every time 
Yeah, it is. And, and I like, you don't know it's quite Battle of New York yet, but you know, it's like, all right, this is the Avengers, uh, the Avengers film era. So something, something related to that time period. And it's like, I just, I, I felt like this opening was more cinematic than any of the other of of the other series it felt more like one of the movies like how you would open one of the movies it reminded me kind of like a like uh, black widow right so i had like this this opening that like sets the tone and it's like it, it just felt way bigger than than how the other series opened yeah they spent some money on that opening you got that alternate shot of his uh fade away uh what was yeah that, a, uh grapple shot yeah so, yeah, okay, so we get into it. We've got Kate as a young girl. I'm guessing she's by by where she's at later in the in the episode, she's in college, I'm guessing. So what what is she here? Maybe I think I made her nine, ten? Yeah, nine or ten because she's twenty two. So she says later. Did they say that? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, okay. Um, sorry, I, I might be jumping ahead a little bit. Spoiler, she's twenty two. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and and here's the thing too, just so people know, Justin has already seen episode two. I have not, so we're gonna try as hard as we can to only talk about episode one here, uh, to not spoil <laughs> it for me, and also keep this kind of like a closed loop so that so that people maybe watching the series next year or something they don't get confused. So, um, this I don't know where I saw I saw this online, and I don't know if it's revealed in episode two. Or or what, but it's pretty much out there in the world, so I'm going to talk about it. But I saw that this series is set two years after the blip, after everyone came back. Did you see that? Um, yes, but the guy, the director, confirmed that that was a mistake, and it's actually oh, okay. one year. So it's oh. like, it, it is the furthest in the timeline, but just by a tiny bit. Yeah, okay. Cool. I'm glad because I was really confused of like why they would do that. Why would they jump ahead so much? Because, yeah, you know, we're already so far ahead because of the blip. Um, and it's almost like it's almost like the covid thing kind of worked out just because of the five year jump in endgame. It's like we're not that far behind now, like the real timeline. So I don't know. We might we might actually catch up to it at some point if they just jump ahead a little bit in, in one or two movies. But well, that yeah, that's good to know. That's good to know. It's only one year ahead. So, where were we at in Endgame? Twenty twenty five? Is that what year it was? Twenty twenty four? I think it was twenty 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 four. And Not this tw- takes place. Twenty three. It was twenty twenty three. Oh, okay. And so this is like Christmas of twenty four, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so cool. Wanda, WandaVision's eight eight months later, and then this is like some after that. Okay, perfect. Then yeah, you're right. She's 22, like she said, um, and we get we get the background on why she has this attachment to Hawkeye, because when the battle in New York happened and and her dad was killed and the house was like blown to bits, she sees Hawkeye. Like that is the the image that she has in her mind of this like heroic character, and because you know, without this scene, it's like you know whose favorite's Hawkeye? Come on. Who whose favorite yeah, yeah. is the guy with no powers, right? Yeah. But, but they give you a good reason for it in the series. You see, like, oh, this is her attachment to Hawkeye is due to this, like, this imagery that happens right as her father's dying, and there's like this hero there, and it, he saves her, like, without even knowing she's there. But he saves her from 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 being killed. So we see that that the dad obviously dies. We jump ahead to, uh, then we're at the funeral, and. She's like, I got to protect the family. And she 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 wants a bow and arrow. And then we get into the opening title sequence, which this is definitely, I think, the best one of all the series. This is one of the things that makes it so strong for me because they give they make it clear that she's not a Mary Sue and they do it really quickly through like animated credits. They show her, you know, learning mastering archery skills they show her learning martial arts and they show her becoming a gymnast and like all this stuff so we know that for 12 years or or whatever it is she's been training so she didn't that was one thing i was kind of worried about in the series like how are they going to make this this girl like you know awesome enough already to be like partnering up with with hawkeye and they did it really well with that that little animated intro although that was pretty cool 
Yeah, they, they fit a lot. They fit a lot in, into just a, you know, a few scenes, which uh, there's only six episodes. I'm glad they didn't waste, you know, a whole episode of like training montages and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like they'll need much, which is great. So like once they do team up, start doing things, it'll make more sense that she's, oh, she's already pretty damn capable. So, and like I said, you, you've, you're ahead of me. I don't know how much happens in episode two, but I know that you did tell me before we started, you were kind of concerned that there's only six episodes. So I'm guessing either not much happens to further the story long in episode two, or a bunch of stuff opens up and a lot of questions are presented. And so now it's like, Oh crap, how are they going to cover all this stuff in this short amount of time? But yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. The whole venom thing threw me off, but <laughs> Shut, stop! stop. <laughs> That'd be so stupid. That would be stupid. I would be Fucking like, oh, maybe I "Yeah, I'm done. This podcast is is. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I quit." Um. Okay. So then we jump ahead, and we see her do the thing where she climbs up the the building and she like rings this ancient bell that probably hasn't rang in decades, or you know, a hundred years. I don't know. And she gets caught by the cops. And that's what we see. She's kind of a troublemaker, kind of a uh, rebel. And um, she gets caught. And that's did, it. We, did you notice that there was no penalty for her getting caught because she was rich and accurate? Yes. yes. Yeah, it was basically like her mom agreed to pay for it. And so all's forgiven. But can you imagine how much would that cost? Like she wrecked an entire bell <laughs> <hell> tower and <laughs> Like a, and it probably like a historical monument. Well, it, it was, it said Stain Tower. So, probably, I don't know if that's the nod to the one guy from Iron Man or not. Yeah, I heard someone say that uh, that might be like a, a callback to that. Not sure. One thing I thought was uh, kind of, I don't know if it's funny or not, but like, so in the beginning, you know, we find out that like they're having money problems when she's a kid and they're like, they're going to have to sell the penthouse, right? And then the, the mom's like arguing with the dad and she's like, you know, the solutions don't just fall out of the sky. And then like literally shit comes from the sky and solves their problem by killing by, by killing her dad. But <laughs> but their but their money problems are solved now because obviously, you know, when we go back ahead, we end up seeing like, oh, they still live in this same penthouse. They had money to rebuild. They clearly have money to last 12 years. Uh and still have money to get her out of legal trouble. So anyway, where, where are we at here? So now we're catching up with Hawkeye and this is, this is where it continues. This episode continues to get better. I think it was a really strong first episode. I don't know what happened with episode two, but I think for a starting episode is really, really strong. So we get then the, uh, what we saw on the trailer, which is this Rogers Broadway show. What, what did you make of this? This whole thing, uh, it's it was fucking ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, I, I do like how as more time passes from the Battle of New York, it's looked back upon as like this big fucking thing. It, it's sort of like, I mean, I guess in the MCU, I guess nine eleven probably did happen because in the first Iron Man, they were definitely in like knee deep fucking full fledged Americana Toby Keith's America get the terrorist era. Yeah. So it makes me yeah, think nine yeah. eleven happened, but Battle of New York would have been like a bigger nine eleven. So it's sort of the oh, whole yeah. culture moving in a direction. So now it's all like fucking mythological fucking stories about twenty twelve. Yeah. No, I like that how they make it like a part of the world. It's like a major part of the world. I was actually surprised that there wasn't more because in all the other series, there's a lot more of the like callbacks to and reference to Thanos and the snap and the blip. Whereas so far in this series, at least they seem to really be focusing on New York. Obviously, they're in New York, so maybe it's more more of a relevant thing there. But it's like heavy talking about that, like um, when we're catch up with Hawkeye and after the after the ridiculous play and he's sitting there like embarrassed uh, by this whole thing. And we learned that he has a hearing aid now, which, you know, I, I think they refer to it later on in some other episodes, but that was another thing ripped straight from the comics. He had a hearing aid in that too. So it makes me believe that they're going to play this comic book storyline line out pretty, pretty much to a T, but usually the MCU changes some things so that 
I don't know, the people who have read the comics still are like surprised by the way things turn out. And I think sometimes things like lend the lend, lend itself better to like film. And so they change things to, to, to make it work better. But I don't know. So far, this seems more like it's going to stay closer to the comic book storyline than anything else we've seen before. So I don't know if I'm excited about that or not. I like I said, I haven't read the comics, so I don't know what ends up playing out. I'm just afraid of uh, getting my hopes up, you know, to like a Spider-Man level because I want everybody and everything now. Like I'm fucking spoiled and, you know, all the rumors and shit. And I'm just, you know, I want all that. So, yeah, that was that's another thing. Too so the at the end of Black Widow, you know we got the Yelena scene where oh she's going to go after Hawkeye now. Yeah. So I mean then there's only six episodes. You know I'm worried, man. That's yeah. a whole thing in itself. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I wonder how they can even work that in if they're going to. Like you almost yeah. feel like they have to, right? Like how much more Hawkeye do we have with Jeremy Renner? Like I feel like this is the handoff series where she's becoming the new Hawkeye. Like Kate Bishop's becoming the new Hawkeye. I'm guessing Renner probably won't be around a whole lot longer. Um, when are they going to fit in Yelena coming after him? And I was hoping, too, that not just Yelena would show up, but, you know, U.S. agent was going to be with her or something like they were going to come in 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 force. So I don't know how they would. I don't know how they're going to do that, though. Yeah, you're right. It, it's not. I mean, and we're back to street level New York. Which, yeah. you know, we want them to fold all of that Netflix shit in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, are you ready for that yet? So you want, you want, uh, I don't know, you want Matt Murdock showing up in, in the Hawkeye series? No, no, I don't want Matt Murdock in this. I want Kingpin. King, even King if it's Pin. just a small thing. Yeah, that, that would be kind of cool. I don't know. I almost think if you're going to do that stuff, it feels like it's going to happen in Spider-Man. But that could too. I mean, we can't fit. He can't fit in fucking <laughs> Spider-Man at this point. There's already 76 <laughs> villains. There's fucking Transformers. There's everything in Spider-Man. We know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't need Kingpin in this. I just want Yelena to show up, which is what is kind of promised already. That's all I need. I mean, Kingpin doesn't have to beat the shit out of Hawkeye or anything. He doesn't even have to have an action scene. Just. A scene where someone talks to him in his office or something once, and I'll be happy. Yeah. Just do you want? Let me know he exists. That's it. Do you want it to be the same? Yes. Same guy. Yep. Has to be. Oh, uh, private pile. Yeah. Good old private pile. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I want his whole plan to be foiled, and then when they find him, he's sitting on the toilet. And he's like, "I am living in a world of shit." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I, I'm not jumping on with you. I don't need Wilson Fisk to show up in this series. It would be cool if it was just there in passing, or if they even if they've mentioned his name, that would be kind of cool. But I don't need it. I don't need it. I just need Yelena. I need her to show up. Um, maybe U.S. agent. Some some people from. Yeah, I don't know. That group. I want to see that. I want to see where that's going. That whole U.S. agent better be way fucking better next time we see him. Like, there's there's potential there, but he kind of fucking sucked. What do you mean? Like, overall, you didn't like him? Like, his, he didn't seem powered enough. Like, you're trying to be fucking Captain America. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He seemed like about a quarter of a Captain America. Well, he doesn't have the heart, but he's got the he's he, got the seer now. No, he's like Captain Tri-State Area. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Captain Midwest. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, God, where are we at? Okay, so, man, we haven't even gotten into this thing. So she goes to this this just charity auction, or not charity auction thing, this charity event with her mom and um, finds out that her mom is, is, is about to get remarried to this guy, Armand. And something's going on with this guy. He's like... Well, wait, he, uh, Armand is the old dude. The younger dude is Jack. No, no, no. I thought they were all Armand. Is, is Armand their last name? No, no, no. I think they're all Armand. It's Armand the no, third. No, his name's Jack. She, his name oh. is Jack. <sighs> Listen, in the episode, though, they say, okay, you remember when she meets the old guy? Yes. And he's Ar Armand. Okay. Then the little boy, 
The little boy's name is Armand. Armand the seventh, yes. Yes, and the old man is Armand the third. Yes, oh, Armand is his uncle. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. All right, I was confused there. I thought this was a family tree. I thought it was like the dad, like, it was, I thought it was like the grandpa, the dad, and the son or something. Wait, what's funny is in the comic, you'd be correct, but they changed it in the show. Okay, okay, all right. And I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that from the comic, so... That's what I thought they were saying in the episode. Anyway. That make more sense, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought they were father and son, so they're not. Or, or are they? They are father and son, but the, the kid is not his kid. No. The, the, okay. the old guy and the fiancé are not father and son. They're not. Okay. He's his uncle. Yes. Okay. Jesus. This is too much. <laughs> All right. And do, do you know what the old guy's from? No. What's the old guy from? He, he looked very familiar, didn't he? Yeah. What? Okay. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls, he's the guy that had the death room. No. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> that's awesome. I never would have, like, did you look that up? Yeah, I saw him. I was like, where the fuck is this guy from? He's a villain from every movie I've ever seen. And then I, that's what I was. That's awesome. So, all right. So something something's going on with these people, right? Like. Armand and Jack, as you called him, and 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 the mom, like something's going on. We don't know what the the Armand is like threatening her behind closed doors, and yeah, Kate, he's like, I've got powerful friends too, and he's referring directly to Wilson Fisk. Is that what is that what's happening? <laughs> no, I don't know. Fucking, I wish <laughs> Jesus. I'm gonna be pissed if he shows up in episode two. I'm gonna be really, I'm gonna be really upset. I'm not, I'm not gonna drop anything that fucking happens. All right. So, something fishy's going on. She follows something Armand. Fisky. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> this is out of control, dude. This is a, we're never gonna get through this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, she follows him to this secret auction down in this wine cellar. And they're they're auctioning off the Ronin sword. And what I thought was cool is I'm pretty sure this is the first time they ever referred to him as Ronin. Isn't that they never said that in Endgame? They never called him Ronin, did they? Nope. Everyone just knew that's what it was from the comics, and they never said it. Right. So that's kind of cool. They're actually naming him now. So they got the the Ronin sword, and then once again the the guy Jack the the fiance is like obsessed with swords there's something up with him in swords he got swords around the the house he's trying to get this sword and that i guess is also something from the comics right this is like there's a character called the swordsman and it was maybe this guy yes okay so you know the same stuff that i know this isn't okay so i don't know if they'll do that but obviously it looks like they're leaning heavy into that like they're probably gonna do that with this um, Dude, his but, mustache is way too weasley to not be an expert swordsman. Yeah, he seems like someone who would fence in his free time. So what I thought was odd, which I don't know what's going on with it yet. You may know more than I, but, you know, he acts like he's going to bid on this sword. And the old guy, Armand, is basically telling him, like, he can't afford that sword. Like, he can't he, he can't get that sword. He, he can't afford it. So are they trying to say, like, he's going broke or something. He needs to marry the mom for money. Is that what's going on there? I mean, that's the way I took it. Um, yeah, I don't know why he's going broke. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot it, of, it's so hard to say so far. Like I, there's, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with his financial situation. And then the fact that he's engaged while he has that same situation seems like it's definitely a money thing. Yeah. 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 It looks like that's what they're doing. And then, so then Armand like purposely outbids him and steals the sword out from under him in the auction. Um, and it seems like there's something even between these two, there's like some animosity and like, he even mentions like that his fiance is, is giving him trouble and things are going to get ugly. And like, then he's like, Oh, let's just leave her alone. Like, so I don't know what's going on there, but there's something, something crazy going on with this whole thing. And I think the mom's in on something too. Like, I think she's, there's something not right about her. Something's like, Something's off. She might be a villain. She might be a bad person. I, I don't know. But so the, the sword goes to the old man. The next thing up for auction is 
the Ronin suit. And then boom, like this, these people bust through the wall. And they are, they're all dressed in these track suits, right? And they keep saying, bro. Everyone keeps saying, bro, bro. We got to go, bro. And they are there for a watch. And I don't know what this watch is. is it like, do you think it's like, is it Tony Stark's watch? It's the colors. Like it's red and gold, like on the inside of it. It'd be so badass if like he hits it and like a fucking repulsor gauntlet comes around their hand. That'd be fucking cool. This is a piece of Stark tech. Yeah, I was wondering, like, is a whole suit going to come out of that thing or something? Like, I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, man. Who fucking knows. It could be an Iron Man suit. Like, it could be the the, the tech. Like, the what's it, what do they call that? Nanotech? And, like, the whole suit oh, yeah, comes out of it? Oh, yeah, nanotech. fucking vibranium. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking. Like, when they first showed that, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, but, yeah, so they're after this watch. They don't give a shit about any of the other items. She slips into the ronin now i find this a little convenient that like she ends up with the ronin suit the the same kid who like idolizes hawkeye and became an archer herself ends up in the ronin suit and so that's how they end up like coming together it's i don't know it seemed a little too convenient well a little ridiculous but um she gets the ronin suit we get to see her like kick some ass she gets people to safety and then basically hightails it out of there and like rescues the dog last minute and and makes the news. And then we see Hawkeye like there, um, Clint and his family. I guess we kind of skipped over dinner, but like he got he got the free meal or whatever. He clearly is like not comfortable with the celebrity status, right? Like people giving him free shit and asking for selfies at the urinal and shit. Like so he's kind of dealing with that and, and like he's still dealing with the loss of Natasha and clearly like he's kind of haunted by that and they get back from dinner and this is on the news like the this person dressed as Ronan running through the streets and you know he has like flashbacks of when he was taking out organized crime and shit and and then he goes I guess is like I'm gonna track down whoever this is see what the hell's going on so we get that. And here's, I was a little confused. She drops off the dog at an apartment. Is this just her apartment that we haven't seen yet? Yeah. Yeah, that's just her apartment. Okay. So she goes to school in the city, clearly. She's home for, I don't know. I just found it weird. She's like home for the, sem- like from, for the break, winter break or whatever, right? Semester's mm-hmm. over. Um, but she has this apartment. I don't know. I guess she's rich, right? So she has like an apartment and her parents' house. She just went to hang out there. But, she drops this dog off at her apartment to keep him safe and then goes back out and these guys are like hunting her down. These these guys in the tracksuits or whatever, they're like hunting her down and they're about to get her and then boom, Clint shows up, saves the day and grabs her, pulls her in the alley, like takes the hood off and he's like, what the hell's going on? And she's like starstruck and that's it. That's the end of the episode. So don't ruin anything past that. But as an opening episode, what did you think? Like compared to the other series, like first episodes, mm, I would put it. It's up there. It's it's behind. Um, it's behind the Loki first episode. I really like Loki first episode. It was good. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that. I actually had really, like Loki was another one that was like a really strong first episode. Completely bought in after the first episode. And this is another one. I feel like, and I've heard people complaining already. And, and not like you, where you said like, sure, everything in, but people saying it wasn't a very strong first episode. Like maybe it started off strong and it didn't, didn't do much. But I liked it. I think they did enough in that first like 20 minutes to make the whole episode like good. Like I was like, oh yeah, this is this is strong. Like with the with the uh, Avengers play. And that opening sequence with the the Battle of New York, like, I thought it was pretty damn awesome. So, I agree, though, that the Loki first episode was really strong, too. It was like, holy crap, like, like, shit got real. It was like, we're about to get into some crazy stuff. And, Uh, yeah, I just loved how we saw in the movie him just disappear. And then the first thing I think of was like, where the fuck did he go? And you got to see the exact moment on the other end. Like it was just a good payoff after waiting for years. 
yeah yeah that was cool it, it picked up right where it was it, and it's kind of it, it's interesting that this series goes back to 2012 as well like it starts in the same spot so and that they're leaning so heavy into that that battle of new york stuff and the whole 2012 thing like i said there it, at least in the first episode there was like no mention of snap the blip thanos anything only thing they talked about was battle of new york and when they like that whole well, play there was, was there, was, there was one mention well, remember? Oh, uh, uh, with the like the avengers compound no the um the graffiti on the urinal oh yeah thanos oh shit yeah i forgot all about that that was awesome that they included that i thought that was cool and he like almost like uh i don't know smirks yeah at it. after i've seen that terrible play he sort of agreed yeah yeah exactly yeah, and but I did. I thought that was interesting. Like they had this whole play devoted to the Avengers, but it had nothing to do with Thanos or anything. It was just about Battle of New York. But like I said, it's it's Broadway, it's New York stuff, so it's like probably like very heavy. It's like New York culture at this point. So I don't know. I, but I, I I thought that made the episode really strong. That whole play and just seeing that play makes me think that like they put a lot into that. Like somebody had to write that whole musical number and the dance choreography and everything like, as if it was a real thing. <laughs> it makes me believe that they might do something with that. Oh, I fucking hope not. Like, it makes me believe that we, we might see that. Like, you know, they put Hamilton on Disney Plus. Like, it may it makes me think we might see something like that. Like the oh god, Avengers Christmas special, something. Battle of New York on ice. Yep. I don't know. It just seems like there was an awful lot of work that went into that tiny little bit. And make it as if this was a real thing. I, I thought it was. I, I just feel like someone would go even further if they went that far. They probably wrote a couple of songs, couple of dance numbers. Anyway, no, I, I think that would be terrible. I hope. I hope we don't actually see that. But I don't know. I feel like it could exist. So now you've already seen episode two. So don't don't give anything away about that. But what do you think? See, I, I, it obviously doesn't give away a whole lot because you still clearly don't know uh, exactly what's going on with Armand or with Jack and his financial situation and stuff like that. But where do you think the series goes like big picture? What do you think ends up happening here? Is it going to be, is it going to end up being like a throwdown with uh, Yelena and stuff at some point? Or are we just going to deal with these like tracksuit guys? Uh, I mean, I feel like the tracksuit guys are dumbasses, So they're going to probably deal with them pretty quick. And I feel like uh, it's going to go up the chain. It's just who's at the top of the chain. You know, that's I think that's going to be the whole the whole thing. Who's at the top of the chain? Uh, and we're talking about organized crime in New York. There's only one guy I want to see at the top of <laughs> you, the chain. You are pushing this hard. So do you think do you think that it's going to somehow all tie in with the Yelena stuff and the Val and like somehow that's connected to to up the chain somewhere. Mm, maybe. I mean, it, I think if we see Yelena in this, I think it's going to be like last episode and she's just still going to be chasing. I don't think we're going to get to see like her doing yeah. stuff in this. I don't think we're going to have a showdown yet. Yeah. Or, or maybe she'll yeah, change. Oh. Good. Uh, maybe she'll change targets. Maybe like um, Kate sort of inherits uh, Hawkeye's, um, mm -hmm. the people tailing him, just like, you know, her putting on that Ronin suit draws attention that would, you know, otherwise be going to him. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of cheap. I, I don't think I, I don't. I don't know where this could go anyway. Like how, how she's not an idiot. Like it, it wouldn't take much to convince her like well uh, clearly he's not responsible for her death you know what i mean and she would know that like oh it makes sense she would sacrifice yeah. herself. Like, she hears the real story i feel like it's gonna be like oh okay you're not the bad guy i'm not chasing you anymore like i don't think that's gonna if there is some kind of like showdown it's gonna be really quick it's gonna be like resolved really fast with basically just being like no i love that she was my best but, but, but what would you have to tell her and what she accepted? Like, so listen, we were on a different planet and the floating Nazi skull man told us 
that one of us <laughs> had to kill ourselves to get this special fucking rock. And I okay. tried to kill myself, but she wanted to kill herself. Like, it's, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> and, then, and then I tried again. And then she stopped me again. And then she jumped. Yeah, I... You're right, but in this world where shit happens, like a guy snaps his fingers and half the world disappears, I don't think she'd have trouble believing it. It's not that crazy in this world. Like, it's not that crazy to believe. Anyway, I, I don't think it's going to – they did that little post-credits, but I don't think that comes to any major thing at all. I don't think it ends up – like, they end up – I don't know what's going to happen, though, with that team, though, that, that Val is building. And who's behind that? Like, who's at the top of that? Well, and they're introducing a new character in this that we already know about. Like, I still oh, yeah. fucking know anything about the character. And she's already got her own fucking show coming next year. I don't that's know anything true. about it. I forgot oh. all about that. That's, that's Dude, Echo, we're, yeah. I, we're 33% through, and I still have no fucking clue. I'm just saying. So, I'm guessing they don't show it in episode two. Yeah, so, well, damn. I get what you're saying now. Like, how are they going to do all this? Yeah, you got Yelena on the back burner. You may have yeah. a, a fisk out there somewhere. I mean, Jesus, dude. I think you're asking a lot with the fisk, dude. I think I think you're asking a lot for the fisk because there's already so many things to tie in that we already have have mention of. There's no mention of Kingpin whatsoever. So, but I know it would be cool. It would be cool to see him. I will agree with you. It would be cool to see him show up, uh, or even just a passing mention, or if they even say like there's he's on the TV, like a news report. Or something like that. I could deal with that. But you're right, man. Four episodes. How are they going to tie in? Maybe they don't do the... I, I would rather them put off the Yelena thing until a better, like, a better storyline. Like, a, something they can devote more time to. Because if they just throw her in at the end or something and, and then it's, like, resolved really fast, like I said, I think it'd be kind of disappointed. Like, I feel yeah. like they'd just... It'd be a waste. Yeah. I hope they do Thunderbolts and I hope it's a show. I hope it's a 10-episode show of the Thunderbolts. I think 10 episodes is a lot to ask because well, they have they're not... a bunch of characters. Yeah, I know. What do you think? Do you think they're going to do a, a when they introduce the X-Men? Are they going to utilize these series to do that? They'd be full blown fucking retarded if they didn't. I, I know that these days you can't say such things, but God damn it. They need just to did. give us that. They need to give us that. Yeah, I think they have to. I think they got to use these series for character development. It, you know, they don't have to do a bunch of solo films anymore, honestly. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't do any, but they don't have to, like, do three for every character and really build them up and then, you know, have them in team movies as well. Like, they can do a lot more with these series now, and you could tell a lot more of a story in a, even a six-part series than you can in a two-hour movie. They yeah. totally do. Do that. I really, really want to see, and I, I think a lot of people would probably disagree with me about, you know, seeing Wolverine in a series, a Logan or a Weapon X or, or just like a origin series that tells his background story, right? Rather than a film. I, I don't want to, I'd rather see him in a series first before I even see him in a film. Or, you know, maybe you show him in a film and he, he's like just part of the crew in a film. And then you go back. And you, uh, like, he's part of a team or something. But then you go back and you show his stories in series form. I don't need three Wolverine films to tell me about Wolverine in his past. Like, do it in, in serialized fashion. Yeah, each episode could be, like, you know, sometime in a different 30 to 40 year span. Like, you could cover so yeah. much crazy shit. Yeah, it could be like an anthology. You could do it like that. You could be like, oh, this is back in the 1800s. Like, you could do the origin story. You could do Weapon X. Like, you could do all that stuff. You could do you could do his origin like they did, what they tried to do with the film. But, like, they, they could base it on the origin comic when, when he's a kid and stuff and show that. They could show him back in, like, World War II. They could show him the Weapon X project. They could show all that stuff. And they could just show it, like, one thing per episode. I think that would be perfect. Like no... in the Weapon X one would be cool as shit. They didn't. They have to show like, you know, him going in the chamber and all the shit and yeah, underwater injecting the shit. They could just show start the episode him running through the fucking woods. He's already escaped. He's got shit connected to him still. That'd be yeah. fucking cool. Just start yeah. it. Go. 
It would be. And they could do it, you know, just like with Spider-Man. They didn't have to show us the Uncle Ben and the and the origin and everything like that. We just jumped right in. And people understood already. And I think Wolverine is fleshed out enough as a per like we know. If they ever want to go back and they could show in flashbacks or something, but we don't yeah, we don't need to see him in the tank and all that. But I think it would be cool to see him what we have not seen yet is him out in the wilderness being discovered by the alpha flight people by like Heather Hudson, like them discovering him out in the woods and like, you know, bringing him back to humanity like that would be that they should show that they haven't showed that at all. Like where he's part of department H and stuff like that. I want to see that. We haven't seen that at all. So that'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah. All right. I, I feel like half this episode has been about everything but Hawkeye. We we did about like 20 minutes of Hawkeye and the rest was like Spider-Man and X-Men. And, but that's cool. It's all connected. Everyone answers the Kingpin. Yeah. And, and well, now that they're doing like the. <laughs> you're out of control, dude. Now, now that the um, they've announced this X-Men 97 series, which is crazy. I never expected them to do that. Like. If they're going to do something with X-Men, I, I never expected they would bring back X-Men, the animated series, and then bring it back and have it start off where it left off back in the 90s. I think that's yeah, pretty damn I know you're excited about that. Yeah, for sure. Have you been uh, Have you been going back and watching the uh, the old show? Uh, I, I haven't, honestly. You, the last you, time I watched it was when my daughter told me that her favorite was Clawbert. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Clawbert. <laughs> uh, no explanation needed. We'll just let people live with that one. <laughs> the the one of the most underrated X Men of all time, Clawbert. <laughs> all right, man. Well, dude, thank you for doing this. Um, like I said, it it it's uh it, it's been a while since we've done it, and you weren't even scheduled to come on, man. So I appreciate you doing it. I I had another guest lined up and. They fell ill, um, you know, speedy recovery to that guy. And hopefully that we can do a show together uh, a little later on when he's when he's rested up and everything. But I appreciate you filling in and uh, help me talk about Hawkeye and, and Spider-Man and, and X-Men and all the other stuff we talked about. And get Wilson Fisk, most importantly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you can never forget Fisk. He's always there. He's always in the background. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Later. Later. All right, ladies and gents, that is going to do it for today's conversation. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Clearly, I did. I haven't laughed that much in a while. It's always great to have Justin on. Uh, You know, if you want more from him, uh, he doesn't podcast or anything. Well, actually, he does... That's not technically true. We actually have a podcast together called Ambassadors of Quan. We just haven't put out any episodes uh, <laughs> for, for quite a while. Uh, but if you want to go check that out, it's a 90s movie podcast. Once again, that's Ambassadors of Quan. You can go check that out. Um, but you can definitely catch Justin on back episodes of Marvel+. Plus. And we did a big-ass Black Widow review over on Patreon if you want to go check that out. Uh, if you're new here... Uh, don't forget to favorite or follow or subscribe. And if you love the show and you want to, you know, help it help it to grow, there are a number of ways you can do that. Uh, first of all, tell your geeky friends about the show. You know, share the episodes on social media. If you love this Marvel stuff, there, there's a pretty good chance you have a few friends and acquaintances who love it as well. Another way to get the show out there in front of more people is to rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts. That's a big help. And if you leave a written review over there, I just might read it here on the show. Lastly, you can support the show and get a bunch of sweet bonus content at the same time by checking out patreon.com slash Marvel Plus. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at RealBrettScott. Uh, if you want to add to today's conversation, you can hit me up there, or you can email the show directly, or if you're interested in being a guest on an upcoming episode of Marvel Plus, reach out one of those two ways, or at marvelpluspodcast at gmail.com. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back very, very shortly for the episode two discussion with another fan favorite, 
Ryan Fraseri from Talking Snicked. Again, thank you for listening. My name is Brett Scott, and this has been Marvel Plus. We'll be right back.